0: Welcome to the Peace Over Pieces podcast, hosted by Clara Baldwin. Peace Over Pieces is a non-profit domestic violence organization creating podcasts with victims while providing donations, hotline information, and resources. If you or anyone you know is in need of financial or emotional assistance related to domestic abuse, please visit our website for contact information. Now without further ado, please enjoy the next episode. Hi, my name is Kebs Newton. You can read my story, which is called My Story by Kebs Newton, in Piece Over Pieces. Um, I'm from the East Midlands in England. I'm 28 years old. So my story starts around 2007. I was in high school. Our schooling system here is different to the US. So you leave school at 16, you go to college, but it's not college like you guys. We go to college and then we go to university instead of staying at high school till we're 18. So I was 13 in high school. We don't go to middle school either. So I was 13 in high school, in my second year, and I started dating this guy. We were friends. All the kind of emo kids in my town, I'm from a small town, all kind of hung out together kind of regardless of age, because there weren't that many of us, I became friends with this guy. I think he added me on MySpace or something, and we started talking. And we were friends. But he always kind of made me feel super uncomfortable because he was 16, nearly 17, I believe. He was about to leave high school, and I was just starting high school. And I've always kind of been quite smart like that knowing that that was kind of not okay. So we started talking on MSN, started hanging out. So he told me he had feelings for me, and I didn't want to be with him. I said that I just wanted to be friends. And then kind of the late night phone calls, the messages were getting kind of more and more intense, and I was starting to feel super uncomfortable. He was drinking a lot, self-harming, things that I hadn't really been exposed to because I was so young pretty much manipulated me into being with him because I was scared something would happen to my friend if I didn't, you know, give him what he wanted. So I kind of agreed, reluctantly agreed to be with him. And uh, I remember always seeing people post about their partners and things. They're like high school sweethearts, whatever, on MySpace and talk about how much they love them. And I was always like, fuck, why don't I feel like that? I don't feel like that. It was kind of like... I grew fond of him, but I, I never loved him. He made my skin crawl, honestly. He was creepy. He was an asshole. <laughs> he was abusive in every sense of the word. It gradually got worse. I mean, the first red flag was him manipulating me and stating him, but I was 13. But, you know, I kind of also didn't really know that the things that were happening weren't normal because i had no experience of relationships before. It wasn't until my friends around me were like, kept he's abusive. But I guess even then I didn't listen or I didn't really understand. But he, you know, started making me dress a certain way. It kind of didn't make sense because he was also like an alternative guy, but I guess it's cause he didn't want all the guys thinking I was cool or something. Made me dye my hair brown, made me take my piercings out, made me dress a certain way. I wasn't allowed to wear shorts. I wasn't allowed to wear skirts. He had to approve who I hung out with. He didn't want me speaking to people when I was with him. Well, at all, really, but I couldn't get away with it when I was with him. He wouldn't let me, like, text or call my mum when I stayed at his house. Um, Wouldn't let me eat, because he said I was fat. Just, you know, made me feel really bad, made me feel just really like I had no confidence. Like, put me down in front of people, even, like, my family and my friends. I don't know, I guess, to make himself feel good. He started getting physically abusive. He hit me a couple of times. He threatened to hit me, you know, like pull his fist up and pull it back so that I would think he was going to hit me. You know, gaslighting, love bombing. Of course, I didn't know those terms back then. Then he started to get, like, sexually abusive. We never actually had sex, but he would force me to, you know, perform acts. You know, if we were watching a movie or something, I always knew that he was going to start doing stuff to me. And I would just stare at my living room door, hoping that someone would get up and catch him. But it never happened. So I got a bit older, maybe like 15, 16. Started like drinking, whatnot, with friends. I'm from like a rural town, so we'd all go get drunk in like fields. Every time I got drunk, I would call him and break up with him. And then he would tell me how nobody else would ever love me and that I would be on my own forever, so I would go back with him. At one point, my friend literally took my phone off me, my little fucking flip phone, (laughs) and threw it into the woods so that I couldn't get it and couldn't call him back because they all knew how abusive he was. Got my flip phone back, though. Got back with him again. I think this happened about five or six times. So it got to the point where I was about 16. He started talking about getting married. This was terrifying, because I was like, this is how I'm going to spend the rest of my life. Because he was about 18, 19 at this point, and he was like, we 16, Like we can get married. And he kept saying that he was going to propose to me, and I was getting freaked out, because I was like, I'm going to be stuck. This is going to be the rest of my life. I'm going to be stuck with someone who I don't love, who's abusive towards me and this is it this is going to be my life I started to develop like really bad existential anxiety like I still have now like real bad like death anxiety in that period because I think I thought you know everything was going to kind of be stripped away from me and I was going to have to live this life it's weird that I still have that feeling really because I've had a lot of therapy but yeah anyway so eventually I started kind of seeing this guy who I was seeing for a little bit prior to him behind his back, which I know is bad, but you got to remember that I was being abused. And he was like, Kev, he literally calls you a whore instead of your name. Like, I don't know why you're still with him. And I didn't really know why I was still with him, other than that I was scared to leave him, because I was scared of what he'd do to me. I was scared of what he could potentially do to himself. But eventually him and the help of him and my friends encouraged me to leave him, and I did. And then a couple of years passed, started dating my high school my I call him my high school boyfriend because I was actually in love with him. And my first love, I guess, I was with him for nearly three years till I was about 18, 19. And things really started kind of looking up, you know? Until we broke up and I was having all these issues. I was self harming, I was binge drinking. I didn't know. I mean, I used to, like, flip out at him when we were together uh, over nothing because I was so used to being in an abusive relationship and he was always so sweet and so kind and would always kind of reassure me and make me feel better, but I just kind of couldn't help myself. So eventually, this is when I was college age at this point, I was studying photography. I'd moved to, like, this city in my county, broken up with the love of my life, (laughs) stupidly, started to get real depressed went to the doctors and then I was diagnosed with complex PTSD and I was shocked because even though I understood what depression was I was literally like an emo kid growing up I didn't know that I was depressed and I especially didn't know that people could get PTSD who weren't like war veterans I didn't know that I was about 18 at this point started therapy didn't really want to go didn't really give it all I should have given it because I was kind of scared I guess Now I'm always, you know, reaching out for help whenever I think that I need it. And I love, like, you know, I know that I need professional help to keep me alive. Whereas back then I was super reluctant. So, was diagnosed with depression and anxiety, was diagnosed with complex PTSD. Carried on my little life, started dating somebody else, broke up with him. Again, because I was still struggling, struggling with the trauma And in that period, just before we were together, sorry, I forgot to mention, just before I was with this other guy, the third guy, I went to a party. No, I'm getting my timeline mixed up. Sorry, it's the trauma. (laughs) So I was sexually assaulted, basically, a couple more times between the ages of 18 and 22. First one was my friend. We'd been out for drinks. I was about 18, 19. Raped me. Made me feel bad about it sent me a text afterwards saying, this is why nobody loves you. Nobody will ever love you. And that has fucking stuck with me, let me tell you. So that happened. About a year later, went to a party after a night out, passed out, woke up to someone having sex with me when I was unconscious. Two years later, started, moved to Birmingham to go to university, started working in this little pub. We had drinks after work. The owner was super creepy, like the manager. I don't know why I stayed for drinks. I guess I thought it was kind of like, oh, I'll get to know the team, even though he was weird because there was other people there. But he only hired me because he was attracted to me, which I then found out. But he, I'm 100% sure he fucking put something in my drink because I woke up in his flat upstairs and he was in bed with me and my trousers were down. So those were like the three events after the initial abuse that I didn't really mention in the story because I know it's about getting out of domestic violence and, you know, getting out and thriving. But I just kind of wanted to talk about how being in an abusive relationship, especially so young, can open you up to predators as you get older. Because that was certainly the case for me. So I've been in and out of therapy. was told that I have traits of BPD because you develop borderline personality disorder from complex PTSD not really had an official diagnosis because it's still quite a taboo illness because it's chronic especially here you'd be a drain on the nhs to be diagnosed with like a chronic mental health issue because they can't keep discharging you and whoever so it's given me a personality disorder and when i was about 24 became an alcoholic which is a direct result of my mental health and my trauma i believe I mean, whether it's, whether I'm an alcoholic as a reaction to what happened to me or a reaction of how I dealt with it through self-medication, whatnot. I mean, it shouldn't matter how I got there as long as I'm getting better. But, you know, for me, I don't think I would be an alcoholic if I wasn't abused and got, like, you know, four different fucking mental health, mental illness diagnoses So it took me a long time. It's taken me a long time. I've still been a work in progress. I've only been in recovery. I've been in recovery after I wrote my story. But things are finally getting better. I'm in my late 20s now. I'm 29 this year. So it's taken a super long time. And I'm going to, you know, I'm going to keep on that path. I don't know if I will ever be with someone now. I mean, I've been single now for eight years because it's hard when you have BPD, it's hard to form meaningful relationships with people. You know, because you don't trust anyone. It's hard. And you know, it sounds dark, but I've kind of accepted that I may be alone forever. But I mean, also that's okay. Like I'm thriving, I'm sober, I'm happy. I'm happy for the first time in a long time. I was so scared to get better because I didn't know what that would look like. I was so consumed in my own darkness that I was scared to not feel that way anymore, which is weird, but I'm starting to not feel that way anymore and I'm enjoying my life again. And, yeah, it's taken me a long time and I've had to put in a lot of fucking work and I'm going to be on medication for the rest of my life. I'm probably going to be in and out of therapy. I'm going to have to go to AA for the rest of my life, but it's a hell of a lot better than being fucking dead or being abused or settling for less than I deserve. And even if, you know, I guess if you're still struggling and you're like, it's been years and years and I'm still struggling, you'll get there. I did. It's taken a lot longer than I wanted. (laughs) But, you know, you can't put, like, a time cap on getting better. And you've got to want to do it for yourself. And you've got to be ready to, you know, love yourself and want to get there. And, you know, I'm proud of everything that I've accomplished. Life isn't perfect. But it's a hell of a lot fucking better than it was, I guess. That's it. Please make sure you read this book. It's fucking fantastic. Sorry if I'm not allowed to swear. (laughs) And thank you, Clara, for having me. Like, I've wanted to do this for so long. I feel like now I'm sober is the best time to do it. Because I probably would have been drunk doing it before. (laughs) Yeah. Piece over pieces. Buy it. Read it. And... Live your best life and don't take shit from abusive partners.